on this episode of Why Watch That. What I was thinking, Ref, was Mystic River. Oh. Not Mystic River, sorry. Was Frozen River. Oh, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this did not sound like it, but I'm in not I, my antenna went way up. <laughs> yeah. If you ain't seen Witch's Bone, run. You really should. And watch that. John Hall. Her best work. Her best work. Jennifer Definitely Jones. her best work. Because she was casted appropriately. Anyway. Cool. You better figure it out quickly. This woman changed Broadway forever. Yeah. Um, and getting the best residuals of her life. Um, <laughs> There's a jingle that comes on. He's like, you know, I submitted for that. <laughs> he's that kind of guy. <laughs> then he starts critiquing the jingle. He's like, it's supposed to be oh, two and not three of that, but okay. You know, he's Timothy like, you know, perfect, 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 yeah, perfect. perfect. You know, he's like, look, I said today that what you hope is you hope they don't steal it. You know, implying that they stole his idea. <laughs> so he's that kind of guy, but Gloria loves him. Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why Watch, Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and businesses well. You know, Critic, I got mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh-oh. in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk, and some real good food too. Mm-hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. A why watch that sneak peek. Ooh, 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 ooh. I love when this happens. We've got some snake peeks. Uh-oh. We're sneaking around. We've been slithering around for a while. You've been sneak. You, sneaky man, have mm. been sneaking around looking at these sneak peeks. And it's two of them. Two of <laughs> two different sneaks that we have for you. Once upon a river, which is in virtual cinemas. I don't even know what that means. Mm. <laughs> what is a virtual <laughs> Cinema. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, some of the physical cinemas have uh, virtual presences now, meaning you can go through them to watch it online or via, you know, whatever platform you have online. Is it um, like a scheduled time? Well, I guess we don't know. Like, mm-hmm. is you know how you go get a movie ticket and yeah. you, were, you see it at that time. And if you don't, you know, there's other yeah. showings. I wonder if it works like that. I wonder, too. I, I'm not, I don't remember. I'll put it to you that way. I don't remember. Got Mm -hmm. it. Well, another one you got is The Glorious, which we will talk about. Now, you've been working overtime. So we're going to reap the fruit of your labor by checking out (laughs) these sneak peeks. I don't know if it was worth all this hype, but, you know, (laughs) we we will find out in a second. Uh, 
let's first deal with Once Upon a River. This comes to us from Harula Rose, who directed it. It is written by her, but the book is from Bonnie Jo Campbell. I am going to be honest with you. I do not know much about this. Usually I know a tidbit, but I do see some BIPOC people. And I'm excited about it, always. I'm just really scrolling through to see who I recognize. And I don't recognize many, but you do. You know. Mm. Tell us what this is about. Is it worth us entering into the virtual cinema (laughs) on October 2nd? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, to start, it, it, it's set in the 70s. Uh, that's where we are. Yeah. So we're in the 70s, and um, it's along the Stark River. I believe this is Michigan. And, yeah, it's Michigan. So what's, what's happened is it's centered around the main character. Her name is Margot Crane. Um, she is uh, Native American, and she lives with her father, who has been raising her ever since her mother left. Mom hightailed it out of there and left them a little note. That's it. Oh, wow. Okay. So once this happened, dad got his act together, stopped drinking, all of that to take care of his daughter. So she's now a teenager. um, And we see her as this teenager. And she does have, she does live next to her mother's family, her uncle, his sons, and all of that. And some of them are nasty people. Maybe all of them. So okay. now keep in mind, her mom is white. So. Oh. Oh. Okay. Now, she is a great shot. She's reading a book about Annie Oakley. Okay. And her uncle finds this out and says, hey, I want you to come hunting with us. The oldest son, the older son of his two sons is like, what? No. So he's not happy about this at all. She's a better shot than him. So they have a nasty little exchange because of this. And as the movie progresses, we see that something happens between her, the uncle, the whole family over there that is tragic. And this is connected to the death of her father. So now she has no mom, no dad. She decides to go seek out her mother. Now, all she has, again, is this letter that was left and a little address. And this leads her down the Stark River. She meets different people along the way. Do they help her? Do they not help her? What does she find? This is really a coming-of-age tale. So she finds love, maybe. She encounters an older man who's, you know, in his last days. What's that like? Can she help him out or not? There's also something that she has to contend with that forces her to grow up, a decision she has to make. And the question is, does she meet her mother? If so, what is her mother like? Why did her mother leave? Does she find these answers? Are they adequate or not? Will she have a relationship with her mother to move forward if there's one to be had? And so on and so forth. So that's what's happening here on Once in Once Upon a River. What I'll say as a review is, what I was thinking, Ref, was Mystic River, Oh. Not Mystic River, sorry. Was Frozen River. Oh, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this did not sound like it, but I'm in not I, my antenna went way up. <laughs> yeah. So Frozen River. And what's the one with um Winter's Bone? What? Oh, yes, with uh Jennifer uh Lawrence. Lawrence. Mm-hmm. 
those on HBO the... Max right now. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, ooh. Now, no, it's every... leaving. Yeah, it's leaving. Oh, well, so I need to watch it. Again. Let me tell y'all. If you ain't seen Witch's Bone, run. You really should. And watch that. John Hall. Her best work. Her best work. Jennifer Definitely Jennifer. her best work. Because she was casted appropriately. Anyway. Cool. So that's what I was thinking watching Once Upon a River. However, Once Upon a River is not as deep. That's the thing. Okay. Um, now, what Harula does, her hand is very light, too light. Now, I appreciate the lightness. I appreciate that. I understand you don't want to push it. However, when things happen, you got to let them land. And that Mystic River, uh, I'm sorry, Winter's Bone. My God, you wouldn't show it to be in this. Yes. Uh-huh. Winter's Bone and Frozen River, you don't, you know it lands. There, There's a silence that you have to bring. There's also a musical choice. There's a way you edit it. All of that. I would have tweaked it to make this land. However... I did appreciate a lot of what was going on here. A lot of this uh, are actors you wouldn't know. Uh, The lead uh, character, Margot, played by uh, Kennedy De La Serna. I mean, you know, she's there and you can tell that, you know, they, they had a lot of discussions. They did a lot of planning to get this done. So I would say if this is your kind of movie, if you've seen Winter's Bone, if you've seen uh, Frozen River and you love them and you don't mind something that's not quite as good, then Once Upon a River will be your kind of thing. If you have an indie sensibility, this will be your kind of thing as well. Well, this is let's go on the other end of things. Not quite the other other end, but moving away. Mm. The glorious. Oh, what in the world? Mm. The Glorious? This mm. also was at Sundance this year. Um, I remember because I got a ticket to it and uh, wasn't able, weren't able to go. And thank God I didn't, we didn't go, COVID. This is coming to us from the famed Julie Taymor. Now, if you don't know who Julie Taymor is, you better figure it out quickly. <laughs> this woman changed Broadway forever. Yeah. Um, and is getting the best residuals of her life. Um, It's based on Gloria Steinem's book, but the screenplay is also by Julie and Sarah Rule. The cast. Mm. Mm. We've got Janelle Monae coming in. Alicia Vikander. Julianne Moore playing Julia, or Gloria. Alicia does as well. Bette Midler. Oh, God. Timothy Hutton. Okay. Young Julia by Lulu Wilson. Lorraine Toussaint, you just love her. I don't. She could literally just walk across with a bucket, the screen, and you would. It would be interesting, Mm -hmm. among other people. Now, already Julia, the Gloria's we're talking about. This is Gloria Steinem. We said it's based on her book, so of course it's about Gloria Steinem. And quite frankly, we just saw Mrs. America. So already my antennas are down because. I don't know how many more times I can see hair behind the frames of glasses. It just bothers me. (laughs) Those wigs with the hair. You got your glasses on, but your hair is tucked inside. I don't like it. But it's Mm. Julie Taymor, or uh, Julianne Moore, so we better get this right. Right? Well, well, that's for them to answer. Now, uh, what I will say is the Glorias, there are four Gloria Steinems at four different uh, ages. So there's the youngest, uh, when she's a little kid. There's one when she's a little older. There's the one played by Alicia Vikander, 
um, when she's in her 20s on forward. And then there's the oldest one played by Julianne Moore. Um, and so we see her life story. It's, it's not, it doesn't go in a chronological order. So we bounce back and forth and the Glorias themselves interact. That's something that Julie brought in. Uh, they're on this bus together at certain times and they talk to each other like, why did you do that? Am I going to do this? So that's the kind of thing, because the thing about Gloria Steinem, if you saw Mrs. America and if you know Gloria Steinem, she isn't like this larger than life person. She's more no. introverted, that yeah. kind of thing. So how do you bring her story to life? Someone who's more likely to listen than to speak. Someone who had a fear of speaking to large crowds of public speaking. It's in the movie and we know this. Um, so how do you bring that to life? Now, what we see is uh, a big part of her life was her parents. Her father, who's played by Timothy Hutton, uh, really had a scheme to make money that never worked. He had all kinds of schemes to come up with it. This one, this one moment, ref, where uh, they're riding in the car, he and, and Gloria, and he's there's a jingle that comes on. He's like, you know, I submitted for that. <laughs> he's that kind of guy. <laughs> then he starts critiquing the jingle. He's like, it's supposed to be oh, two and course. not three of that, but okay. You know, he's Timothy like, you know, Hutton, perfect, 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 yeah, it, perfect. You know, he's like, look, I said today that what you hope is you hope they don't steal it. You know, implying that they stole his idea. <laughs> So he's that kind of guy, but Gloria loves him, loves him. Um, her mother is sickly. Gloria is the one who really is there and taking care of her as a kid. Um, so how does that inform her? And then as she moves forward, if you know what happened, uh, if you know Gloria's life story or snippets of it, you understand what's going to happen. We get the moment when she went undercover as a Playboy bunny. You see that when she's trying to yeah. become when she's trying to become a journalist at the beginning. Uh, and her mother was a journalist. That was interesting. But her mother- Oh, I did, a, you know what? I, I didn't know that. Yeah, but her mother had to write under a male pseudonym. Mm. So that that's what's happening there. We also see what's her involvement with the March on Washington, the civil rights movement. How does that lead to the, lead to the women's liberation movement? Uh, how does that lead to the foundation, uh, the founding of Ms. Magazine? Uh, and so on and so forth, all the way up to the present time, they do lead us at the very end to now, where she is now, what happened in that last election. So along the way also, so about the first half of the film, Raf, it's more of Alicia's movie. It's a little more of her. Of course, the two younger Glorias are there throughout, but it's more her driving the story. She's in India when uh, Gloria went to India to go to ashrams and was inspired by Gandhi, that whole thing. So we see her interacting with the, the women in India. What's that gonna turn into? How does that inform her life? And then the second half is a little more of Julianne's uh, story. And that second half is when I was watching it going, Mrs. America. Oh yeah, yeah. Same yeah. characters, Bella Abzug, now it's Bette Midler. Dorothy Pittman Hughes, now it's Janelle Monet. Uh, Florence K Kennedy, played by Lorraine Toussaint. I mean, all of these people, Barbara Jordan is in there, and so on and so forth. So Surprise, Lorraine didn't play Shirley Chisholm. Well, Shirley Chisholm is not in here like that. That's oh, oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we have that. And so then you have to compare. You have to do it now. Yeah, you do. It's not like they made this movie knowing Mrs. America was coming. I mean, let, you know, let's not. Maybe they that. did. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? 
Now, what I will say, because that's enough for what's going on plot-wise, as a review, the writing of this movie, Ref, reminded me of this. Everybody, you've been here. You're in grade school, maybe middle school, high school. Oh. And you have to watch a movie of something in history, you know. So, you know, they did something that's shown in schools and it's narrative, but it's, you know, people acting out history. It's that kind of writing. I felt like I was in school. It wasn't writing what people would actually say in the moment. It was writing to tell me something. I don't need that. So that held everything back. Uh, What Julie tried to do as a director here to bring Gloria to life, like, okay, she's talking to her younger self, to her older self. That was an interesting idea. There, of course, especially toward the second half when we got there, when we got the more Julie Taymor moments, those visual spectacles. We needed more of that. We need If you're going to do someone who is more introverted, here's my suggestion. Let them be introverted in real life. But when you go into their interior life, that's when they can speak. That's when you show the real, yeah. what they're feeling. We didn't, I was surprised. This was a tame Julie Taymor. This is when Julie Taymor needed to bring it. Bring it. Yeah. And it didn't happen, especially with the script. The script really didn't support any of that anyway. I will have to highlight, though, Lorraine Toussaint. <laughs> Lorraine Toussaint comes in and it's like a breath of fresh air. She's free. She's bold because she's someone who uh, takes over for Janelle, Janelle Monet's character because they, because Gloria has trouble again, public speaking. So Janelle Monet's character here, uh, Dorothy Pittman Hughes is the one who's encouraging her saying, it's okay, let's get through it and, and mentors her with that. Then she has to go away. And then of course, Florence Kennedy played by Lorraine comes in and she, the first time we see it, we're like, Oh, Gloria, you in trouble, <laughs> girl, you in trouble because Florence is getting these people going. So you see that relationship. I do also another breath of fresh air air was uh, Bette Midler as Bella Abzug. Uh, She just comes in and does it. Uh, I think that Alicia and Julianne as the two uh, older Glorias were fine, but the script does, I mean, the script doesn't, you know, they did the whole, her whole way of speaking, all of that. They look like her, but you know, so uh, should you watch this? It's going to be on Amazon Prime, right? If if you are someone who is really into this, if you are interested in, in seeing Gloria Steinem, then you can certainly watch it if you haven't seen Mrs. America. Because Mrs. America is not perfect, but it's better. It's better in every way, and it's right there on Hulu. So, you know, yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, it is what it is, so. yes. There, there. That is. You can catch these two. Um, well, first of all, the Glorious will be released um, on Amazon Prime on the thirtieth of September, and then a couple days after, you can catch Once Upon a River in virtual cinemas. What does that mean? It means your you listeners are going to have to look it up and see if it's even available around where you are. Hey, here's the deal. We're going to keep sneaking around. Till we finally bump into something. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.